What's the word, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to the very first episode of the Righteous Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, ATZ, aka Lowkey Tony. Let's get right into it. So, I bet you're wondering what this podcast will entail of. A whole slew of things, my personal experiences in life, what inspires me, uh, my likes and hobbies, such as football, basketball, pro wrestling, which this first episode will be dedicated towards, um, UFC, MMA, fashion, uh, music, more specifically hip-hop um, and R&B, and I'll be doing different reviews of those whole uh, topics. So, <clears throat> before we dive into that you know, review of WWE Monday Night Raw, I just want to get some things out the way. So, the reason why I call this the Righteous Renegade Podcast you know, I was looking for different words and definition that describe me. So righteous, to be righteous, righteousness. I feel like I do and say what I feel is morally right. When I go to sleep at night, I can go to sleep at peace knowing that I, I've done things the right way. There's a lot of people in this world who don't feel that way. You know, their their mind and their perception on things is so messed up. It's crazy. They can't even get a grasp on life. They don't even know what's reality. They don't understand that. But I feel like I got a good grip on things. So that's just how I feel. That's why I feel like I'm living life righteously. And renegade, I looked up renegade and it had a weird connotation to it. So renegade is someone who deserts a cause. You know, that's never been me. I don't have a disloyal bone in my body, to be honest. I'm sorry. But I feel like I'm a renegade in the sense that I walk to the beat of my own drum and I have an unconventional behavior and outlook on things, which you will see throughout this podcast. (laughs) So now that we got that out of the way, let's get to it. Raw review, Monday Night Raw, 729.19. Let's go. So Raw gets started with the 24-7 Mixed Match Mosh Pit. Challenge, I think they said they didn't even say that it was like a lumberjack match or anything like that, which is weird. You know, you had R-Truth and Carmella versus Drake Maverick and his wife, Renee. You know, and on the outside, you had the lower to mid-card guys, you know, the usual suspects, you know, who were trying to chase for this 24-7 title. You know, you got guys like Heath Slater, you got uh, Kurt Hawkins. You got uh, No Way Jose, you know, who has a shirt that says vote for Jose. What are we voting for? We never came across that. I don't get that. Thank God he changed his hair. I don't know how he had his hair with like the green braids thing, whatever. I don't know. Now he got the tight cone rolls. That look fits him. Stick with that, Jose. For real. Um, You got Bobby Roode who, oh my God, where have you been? Where have you been? Seriously, like, you dropped to the bottom of the card, man. Oh, wait, and I even forgot that your name, you went to Robert Rude. Did he have the 70s male porn star stash? I don't even remember from yesterday. I, he, He's just an afterthought, and it's such a shame, because I remember his days in TNA. He was a great heel, man. He was great, and he was, he was even good in NXT. He was getting a crazy pop every time he came out. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Anyway... 
you know, our truth comes out and rocks the crowd, as always, with Carmella. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy how long our truth's been in in the company. I remember him from his days as Kate quit <laughs> with Road Dog. You know, he was screaming out, get rowdy. I remember those days, man. That was funny. But yeah, man, he's still here. He's still here, man. He can rock the crowd. He knows how to cut a promo, too. I remember his days early in TNA when it was called um, NWA, TNA. Man, when he was Ron the Truth Killings, if you really want to look how to cut a promo, look that up. R Truth, he's beginning days on uh, TNA. But overall, the match, you know, <clears throat> it was a throwaway match. It was like, what, three minutes? Three minute match. You didn't even see Drake Mavic's right wife wrestle. I don't even think she came into the. Well, no, she actually did come into the ring and she smacked. Uh, who she smacked? She smacked Carmella, right? I think she smacked Carmella. Um, R Truth gets the roll up, he wins. You know, uh, the referee hands him the title and, you know, he's looking at the title for like a good 15, 20 seconds until anybody on the outside um, comes into the ring. Because, uh, sorry, I didn't even mention this, that the 24-7 rules were suspended throughout the match. Well, I'm like, okay, whatever. So anyway, so it takes the guys about 15, 20 seconds to do anything. And the first reaction is for all of them to jump on to the apron. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> so the guys come in, come inside. They attack Truth. They dogpile Truth, and you know they all get on top of him. And the ref counts one, two, three. We all trying to figure out who's the champion. Guess who it is? The most buried guy in the whole company, Mike Canellis. He wins and he just darts to the back. He runs. Everybody's chasing him. You know, he gets to the WWE uh, officials locker room, the referee locker room. You know, he hides in there. Maria comes from out of nowhere. She's knocking on the door saying she needs her husband. And, you know, she continues to bury him week after week after week after week. You know, I saw a funny thing on Twitter. They said, uh, because, <laughs> you know, Mike and Maria, they were complaining that, you know, they weren't happy with their contracts. And all that stuff that looked like they weren't going to resign. And then all of a sudden they resigned for five years. <laughs> they said uh, Mike is the guy at the job who always complains that he's going to quit but never does. <laughs> that explains him to a T. That's him. So Maria comes. She buries him even further. Says she's going to kick him in the vagina. <laughs> it's crazy. So <clears throat> we go to commercial. Come back. Five-man gauntlet match. So, first two will come up. Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro. So, before this match takes, takes place, a couple things came into my mind. Uh, first off, what happened to Dominic? How come he's, he didn't come back with Rey? I thought, um, you know, they were looking towards him eventually getting into the ring, doing something. I don't know what it was. I heard he was training to try to become a wrestler. So why don't you just do some on-the-job training? You know, that would have been cool. And the second thing was that just crossed my mind. Has Rey Mysterio ever been healed? I don't remember him ever being healed in any promotion. I don't know. I could be wrong. If I am, I'm sorry. I just don't personally don't remember. You know, so it was Rey versus Cesaro. Pretty solid match. It was pretty good. They have pretty good chemistry. Really good chemistry, actually. You know... There was a powerbomb spot into the ring pose. You know, Cesaro uppercutted Ray when he jumped off the ropes. You know, should I thought it was over from there. 
when when Cesaro hit him with that uppercut when Ray jumped off the t uh, the ropes. Oh man, I thought it was done. One, two, three. But no, it wasn't. You know, Ray does this crazy bulldog off the top rope, but that was all Cesaro. All Cesaro. You can see his strength. He's the one who like carried that move. That was crazy. You know, man. But who gets the win? Ray Mysterio. He gets the win. You know, once I saw that, I'm like, what's left for Cesaro? What is left? Because, you know, he lost this match. He's he's just on a losing streak, man. What What's going on? I think it's over. What else can they do to rebuild Cesaro? They can't do anything. So, I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to have to see. Anyway, who comes out next? Sami Zayn. You're my favorite. <laughs> Being sarcastic here. So... Sami Zayn comes out. He attacks Ray. Ray rolls him up and wins in like two minutes, which was great. I loved it. Ah, I'm tired of Sami Zayn. What, what what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. So anyway, my guy, my guy, your guy, everybody's guy. My man Andrade. That's the real one. He is money, man. Seriously. But he comes out. He get he 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 has the match with Ray. The match was all right. You know, it was it was all right. You know, one thing that I didn't like, it wasn't even about the match itself. It was about the commentators. The commentators had some crazy things that they said. Um, I think it was Michael Cole. Michael Cole said that, you know, Andrade used to wear a mask to pay homage to Ray. Like, hmm? What are you talking about? Almost every pro wrestler in Mexico... Where's a mask? Are you trying to say that they're all paying homage to Rey Mysterio? Are you crazy? Come on, man. And then Corey, I'm gonna have to give you a pause moment. <laughs> he said, "Why would you want to wear? Why would you want to put a mask over that face? What? Over that beautiful face or something that handsome? I don't know. He, he didn't say handsome. He didn't say handsome. He said something like that. I'm like, what the heck? So anyway, Andrade gets the win off that DDT uh, finisher he has. Then he rips Ray's mask like half off. It almost comes fully off. And then Ray's trying to have his hands up so nobody sees his face. I'm like, Ray, we all seen your face in WCW. What are you trying to do, man? <laughs> anyway, so Ricochet comes out. You know, there was rumors that he had um, that's, he wasn't at the Raw reunion because he had staph infection or something. I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was staff. You know, but he had it all over his forearm and elbows wrapped up. You know, I say you better you better act like Stone Cold. Stone Cold had staff back in the day and he still came out and wrestled, so boy, you better come out. <laughs> you know? Have that Stone Cold mentality. Anyway, it was a pretty solid match. You know, the double knees in the corner, that was vicious that Andrade did to Ricochet. It was crazy. You know, you had a reverse Hurricanrana. That was crazy as well. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> then Ricochet comes with the 630. It was a good win. You know, this is the problem that I have with Ricochet. It's not that he's too small. It doesn't matter nowadays about your size, man. It doesn't matter. He has a great in-ring ability. He is awesome. One of the best workers in all of WWE and probably all over the world, honestly. But this is my problem with Ricochet. It comes down to this. He doesn't have charisma. I'm sorry. That's that that's just what it is. That's what draws people. That's what gets asses in the seats, man. I'm sorry. He just doesn't draw me. 
as a fan, I like his in-ring work, but when he gets on that mic, I remember it must have been mm, three, four weeks ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that, when he was U.S. champ and he was having that little feud with AJ Styles and AJ beat him on Monday Night Raw. And then they're having like a backstage segment uh, interviewing Ricochet. He was like, if I go one-on-one with AJ Styles again, I'll probably beat him. What are you talking about? You're the United States champion, Ricochet. What are you saying that you would probably beat a guy? Why are you? What? That makes zero sense to me. None whatsoever. So anyway, so that's that. You know, goes to the back. Maria, she buries Mike even more. You know, she tells him, hey, get down on your knees and get down on your back, actually. Uh, I'm winning this championship so, you know, our daughter can have a real champion parent. So what do you know? She wins the title. First pregnant 24-7 champ. First pregnant champion, excuse me. And now she's 24-7 champion. So, you know, fast forward. Moment of bliss. There's a video that comes up of rehearsal where it's uh, Fifth Finley, Natalia, and two jobbers. And Natalia, they're trying to go on, trying to find a counter to the disarmer, Becky's uh, submission finisher. So while they're doing that, Becky comes out. She hits Finley in the nuts. Oof, straight attacks him. Uh, and then she puts uh, Natty in the disarmer. You know, <clears throat> and then they go back to Alexa Bliss and and Nikki Cross. They're talking smack or whatever. Then Becky comes on the big screen. She talks smack and she builds up her match with Bliss later on. So that was pretty much it. So now next match, triple threat tag team match for the Raw tag team titles. So you have the Usos versus the OC versus the Revival. So before this match started or before, you know, they had the match on the TV, they they announced it earlier in the night. I was like, oh, this is going to be a pretty solid match, you know, but I think the rival's going to retain, you know, they're not going to give it to the Usos. Um, who was it? It was Jimmy Uso who just got arrested over the weekend last week. And you got the OC who's still trying to find themselves, you know, they, they, they got a, they were just getting buried a couple of weeks ago. Now they're going to be champions. Like, I didn't believe that, you know, but. When everybody started coming out, I saw the revival come out. Scott Dawson, his leg was wrapped heavily. So I'm like, oh no, this this is not looking good. Excuse me, this is not looking good at all. I don't think they're gonna retain. They're gonna try to get the straps off them, but they're not gonna give it to the Usos because what I said earlier, they're not gonna give. They're not gonna reward somebody who just went to jail the week prior with some titles. So, what happened? Gave it to the OC. The match, it was okay. It was a pretty good match. You know, OC for like the first, what, 10 minutes weren't even tagged in, which further had me like, mm, I think they're going to go over in this match. And the funny thing is, who did the job? Who was the one who got pinned? It was Jimmy Uso. How ironic. That's funny. You know, so the OC win. You know, they have a celebration in the back with AJ, acting like a bunch of douchebags, <clears throat> going crazy, like schoolyard girls, whatever. So anyway, after that, we have a tag match, you know, Viking Raiders versus some jobbers. 
Man, they're really protecting the, the Viking Raiders, huh? When are they going to get some real talent? Like, come on, I'm, I'm starting to get tired of this. Them squashing jobbers week after week after week after week, you know. This was probably like probably another, what, three, four-minute match. So, yeah, it is what it is. <clears throat> after that, you know, we get the Street Profits. You know, they're, they're doing a little something-something in the back. Those guys are hilarious, man. Those guys are funny. I'm sorry. Um, Montez, he's money. He is money. Like, seriously, he has the charisma. Now, that guy, he has charisma, and he has the in-ring ability. He's going to be somebody. I'm calling it right now. Mark my words. I'm telling you. Now, Dawkins, he needs to work on a few things. I get a D'Lo Brown vibe from him for some reason. I'm sorry. That's just what I get from him. I don't know. But that that's what I get. You know, Seth comes and they, you know, they, they bro it out. Yo, yo, what's up, what's up? Whatever, you know, Seth tries to be hip. It is what it is. I, I'm i over, I'm over Seth, but we'll get into that later. So, after that, next match, <clears throat> we got Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. So, you know, the funny thing is, during this match, the match, the match, by the way, it was a pretty good match. But during the match, there was a little banter between the commentators. You know, Renee, she tried to correct Cole. Because <laughs> Michael Cole said he was talking about Natalia and Becky Lynch and their match at SummerSlam. But Cole, like, stopped after he said it. He was like, Natalia! And then uh, Renee tried to correct him said, no, that's Alexa. And then Cole said, you going to let me finish my story? He came right back at her. I'm like, oh, shoot. That's crazy. So anyway... So, during the match, Alexa gets a ankle injury, air quotes, off the Bexploder. Um, automatically, didn't look legit. No tears, although she was crying. She was crying like a little kid. You know how they are. Um, so, they call off the match. Nikki comes in. She She's arguing with Becky. She fills in saying she wants to fight Becky. So, they're going back and forth. You know... I knew I knew something was gonna happen. Honestly, I, I'm I'm you know I'm like Nostradamus <laughs> when it comes to these things, man. I swear, only because I knew I knew something not that exactly was gonna happen, but it was weird because in the moment of Bliss segment, Nikki Cross had like regular jeans on, like regular like ripped up, cut up jeans, and I was like, yo, those are some pretty cool jeans. But then, fast forward to the one on one match between Alexa and Becky. You know, she had her working pants on. So I'm like, hmm, some, some, something ain't right. Something's going to happen. It's those little nuances you got to catch, people. Those little nuances make a difference. <laughs> so anyway, Becky and uh, Nikki go back at it, back and forth. So Becky wins from a manhandle slam, they call it. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So um, while Alexa Bliss, she's outside nursing the ankle injury, you know, sitting, sitting, on, uh, sitting down. So, after the match, Alexa Bliss comes in. She jumps Becky and Nikki Cross. You know, then Natty comes in. She attacks Becky, puts her in the sharpshooter. That was beautiful. And we go to the back. Uh, Natty says, hey, you know, um, basically saying that I would love to have a submission match with um, Becky Lynch, but I'm not going to issue it out because I know you won't accept you know, my sharpshooter versus your disarmor. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. 
that's the only thing that they really got going for themselves. What else do they have to really build up that match? That that match is pretty underwhelming, to be honest. Sorry to say. So, switching gears. Uh, next match, we got my guy Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, um, Ziggler comes out with Shawn Michaels' music. It's hilarious. As soon as that music comes out, everybody pops. Everybody's like, oh, no, it's, it's Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, thinking that he's going to come out to commentary or, you know, be there outside the ring or something. Nope. It's Dolph. He trolled y'all. Y'all fell for it. You know, he comes out. He cuts a promo on old guys taking the spotlight. You know, this is like, I don't know how many weeks in a row he's he said Goldberg's name. So, I don't know I don't know if I read that there's a rumor or maybe it's just my mind just going. Uh, he might go fight Goldberg. Because apparently, matter of fact, yeah, I did read about it. Because the rumor is that he's not going to fight Miz and he's not going to fight Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam. So what's exactly going to go on? Is it going to be next week that Goldberg comes out? Like, yo, I'm tired of you bringing up my name, talking shit, ah, uh, and they'll go at it. Eh, I don't know if I want to see that match, to be honest with you. Anyway, so the big spot here is when um, Ziggler, he DDTs Rollins on the apron. Oof, that looks sick. That looked crazy. They cut the commercial right after that because you know that looked crazy, you know. Um, they come back from commercial. They go at it a little bit. Ziggler gets them with a zigzag. And <laughs> the commentators, the announcers, they were all like, oh, man, it's over. It's over after this. Be honest. When was the last time he won with a zigzag? When was the last time he won with that move? When was the last time he won? Period. Let's be honest. Come on. Think about it. I'll let you get back to me on that. So, you know, Seth... He's making a comeback. He's tuning up the band. <laughs> Next thing you know, dun, 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 dun. Brock comes out looking brolic, looking stocky as hell. <laughs> he annihilates Seth. He kills him. Multiple Germans. He F5s him um, to the post on the outside. That immediately reminded me of John Cena back in the day. When um when Brock did it to him back when he was like the doctor thugonomics and I think he had like a broken leg or something like that I forgot exactly but that's what exactly what it remind me of um he they get back into the ring he hits him with the chair he f fives him onto the seated chair not once not twice but thrice <laughs> you know Seth he's puking up blood doing a great job at that you know he gets the stretcher job goes to the back. Um, they put him into the ambulance. They try to drive away, but they immediately stop. Why? Because Brock Lesnar is there in front of the ambulance saying to turn that shit off. Turn it off. Come on. He gets Seth, attacks him <laughs> again, F5s him onto the stretcher, just destroys him. Oh, man, that's beautiful. That's the, you know, that's the perfect, that's the perfect look for Seth. Him being the beast slayer, him overcoming those those boundaries, those journeys like that. The that, that's the perfect way to book him. That's it. Nothing else. Just let him be the beast slayer. Let him overcome those things. Yeah. So he kills him, leaves him in the pool of blood. He's he's puking up, throwing up blood again. 
Meanwhile, while all this is going on, while all that is going on, literally, there was a brawl between Samoa Joe, <laughs> Roman Reigns, the Usos, and the OC. It's crazy. It, it, it was it was it was wild. Let me tell you. So uh, Samoa Joe comes out. He says that Samoan Summit or whatever that was planned, it was scheduled. He said it's canceled. He calls out Roman Reigns. Roman comes out because he ain't scared. He ain't no punk. <laughs> you know, they start going at it, start fighting. You know, I'm pretty excited for that for that match at SummerSlam. You know, last week at the Raw reunion when they were going back and forth, man, I was tuned in. They had me. They they legitimately had me, both of them. I'm like, wow, I really I really want to see this match now. You know, Roman throws the steel steps to Joe. Crazy. That was crazy. McIntyre comes out. He attacks Roman. They start jumping Roman, McIntyre, and Samoa Joe. Um, Cedric Alexander comes out to back up Roman. You know, McIntyre, he suplexes Cedric at the LED board, which was sick. You know, excuse me. Uh, Then McIntyre and uh, Samoa Joe were looking to... I think they were gonna put uh, looking to put Roman through the announcers table, but then the Usos come out, then the OC comes out, and then it's a crazy brawl. They're going at it. You don't know what's happening. Then all you know, the camera just panders up. Who do you see at the top of the LED board? None other than Cedric Alexander. He jumps off the top of the LED board, takes everybody out. It's pure pandemonium. Don't even know what's gonna happen next. Cedric gets up. It's him and McIntyre going at it. They get into the ring. You know, they're going back and forth. You know, Joe comes in. The OC comes back. Then you got the Usos, Roman. You know, they, they're they the victors at the end of the night because they were standing tall. Overall, it was a pretty good Raw. I, I, was, I was shocked at how good of a Raw it was. Back-to-back weeks because I like the Raw reunion despite of what most people are saying. It was a pretty good Raw, the Raw reunion and this week Raw, two weeks in a row. Pretty solid, if you ask me. Pretty solid. I liked how both episodes played out. <clears throat> Just waiting to see what happens next week now, because that next week is the go-home show, so they got to do it big as well. Who knows what's going to happen? What's going to happen with that 24-7 title? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about, too. Like, how is Maria going to lose it? You know, she made a funny saying, oh, I'm going to be at the OBGYN this Thursday. If any of you guys want to come and um, pin me while my legs are up on the stirrups or something like that. That was hilarious. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, speaking about that. So later on, she's getting interviewed by somebody. Maria is, rather. And Braun Strowman comes out of nowhere. He doesn't say a word. He's just there breathing. And Maria says something along the lines like, oh, um... Ah, dang, I forgot what she said exactly. Basically saying that, oh, I got something I got something for you. I got something for you in mind. I don't know what. It's, uh, dang, I forgot what she said. But it makes me believe, like, oh, is Braun Strowman going to be like her hired gun? Is, is that what it's going to be? Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see for that. Are they still on 205 Live? Do they still pop up, M- Mike and Maria? Because that's pretty weird that she'll bury him on Raw and then they have, like, a different gimmick on 205 Live. Or maybe she's continually... Continually bearing him on 205 Live. I don't know. I don't watch that. I'm sorry. Just being honest. But yeah. With that being said, people. There you have it. Raw Review. 72919. 
That was the very first episode of the Righteous Renegade Podcast. You know, again, I'm your host, ATZ, a.k.a. Lowkey Tony. I'll be trying to do these twice a week. One of them will be a review of Raw, then another one, you know, probably a review of, you know, rather music or any different current events or sports. You know, if I'm feeling frisky, maybe uh, some politics and religion in there. You never know. You never know what you'll get. You know, spontaneous. So with that being said, I hope all of you have a have had or will have a great day and night. You know, God bless. Have a good one, people.